Today we decided to bring our producer back on the show with us. Welcome, Joe, Joe Roop from Lighting the Void from the Fringe FM. <laughs> we needed to bring in a male voice to the discussions we're having here. I've been hearing from some of you listeners that are men that are, you know, sharing your experiences with me um, and Satya and you know, you're feeling really passionate, you're liking what, what we're talking about, but you really want to hear the male perspective um, kind of shown here in this forum. So we asked Joe to join us today. So welcome, Joe. It's nice to have you with us again. It's been a while. It's good to be here, actually. I missed y'all. So yeah, happy to be here. It's a subject you're kind of nervous to talk about, but I think it needs to be talked about especially right now you know mm -hmm. yeah it's been really like vulnerable times i think for everyone um and especially when it comes to relationships and i feel like all of our demons have been coming out to be aired and many of us in relationships have had to you know even if you're not in a relationship but you're having to sit with like the the discomfort of what's been in the shadows like all the shadows are getting illuminated in this like technicolor so um joey i know you've been tracking something around females and narcissism and toxicity and we really want to hear your perspective so would yes, you we've like a long time We've been okay. time for just perspective. Okay, well, uh, like my whole, you know, just kind of brush over my whole life story. I think I was born in an abandonment, in a, a feminine abandonment issue for a reason, right? So I was abandoned, you know, mother abandonment. Uh, every, pretty much every female that I ever saw come into my life, whether it was a mother or uh, even babysitters, doesn't matter what they were. It never lasted abandonment or died right and so like i was raised by uh a really hard case super male power kind of person that um my father was a pisces so it was extremely emotional <clears throat> so if somebody hurt him he was going to make you feel you know you're going to know it you couldn't uh you couldn't make mistakes and even the people he dated, he wouldn't allow them to make mistakes, right? And there's this human factor that I kept seeing. It's like this acceptance of who we really are that I kept seeing was a problem for me. Like growing up is like, is, is this, and he had these negative patterns about talking about women and stuff too. It's like, is this real? Like, is this a real thing where, where, we're not going to be accepted. And he would tell me things like, yeah, well, that's the way it is. You know, like 
<clears throat> women use you until they find something better, then they go on to something else, until they find something better, and then go on to something. And he had this, he was burying this program inside me, you know, and I was accepting it, right? And I was seeing it happen, like, in my life, too, you know? It was, like, coming in my life, and I started kind of developing this program. But <clears throat> when I got into my 20s, I was extremely still, like, masculine sports guy, only cared about just sports and, and chasing girls and partying and that's it. But I had a spiritual awakening I, because I hit rock bottom. We all had that moment, you know, <clears throat> I hit rock bottom and I was like, is this it? Is this all there is? You know, I had panic attacks. And then my ex-wife came into my life, which was the first woman that came into my life that didn't leave. Right. Uh, and what I mean by leaving is you start to realize the leaving thing is not them doing it. It's a projection that you're doing. And it's also, a, um, it's also something that you're inviting into your life, right? Because you believe that. So therefore, cause I'm a huge hermeticist, right? So your internal world is going to, you're always going to see that in the external world or vice versa. Right. So, so Can I just ask a question really quick um, for clarification. So how, how did your mom abandon you? Did she die when you were quite young or is she alive? I'm not, I don't know. Well, name. when I was a baby, uh, when I was born, she didn't really abandon me. She, it's more like she was doing things that she shouldn't have. And my dad took me from her and the court agreed. And then she didn't really do anything about it after that. Is not she still really. alive? No, she died when I was 13 from, uh, she had alcohol issues and things like that, you know, but and she was a good woman. She, uh, she was really passionate, really smart. And then I found out some, I found out some things later in my life that she had been molested by my grandfather, things like that. Right. And so this, this animosity I had towards the female, um, I guess you could say sex or whatever. Right. I had, I had this animosity. All of a sudden this awareness came into me like, maybe my mother was protecting me, right? Maybe she knew I was better with my father and maybe she drank herself to death and had this issue because this intimate situation where she depended on a father to take care of her, ended up molesting her, really messing her up, you know? Hmm. And I, start, I just start seeing the human aspect in everything, right? Like everything's not perfect. Things happen to people and then this just perpetuating cycle happens. And so, so after, I didn't realize that though, like when I got divorced, when I got divorced, it was when I first realized that I had, that I was a family kind of guy, you know, uh, nothing hurt me more than that. Like for, for, to be cheated on, for my family to like be torn apart, nothing hurt me worse. I, I didn't eat for four months. You know, people say men don't have emotions, but I don't think that, I don't, that that's not true at all. I don't it's think not it's true at all. all. <laughs> we, may, we may have like this resting mean face sometimes, but you know, like underneath where it hurts bad, you know? And so like, I didn't eat for a long time. And I just, all I could think about was like, I don't want this pain anymore. I don't want this pain anymore. I don't ever want this to happen to me again, you know? And so I got involved with these, so-called gurus right it's like they know you get divorced and they send these things in the mail to you because the divorce records are 
you know, out there. And they're like, hey, you know, we can teach you how to make, like, ne this stuff will never happen to you again and all this other stuff, you know. And it's like, we know you're hurting. We know you're in pain. And it wasn't all for naught, right? Because, like, I learned a lot about the subconscious attraction and what triggers uh, male and female energy and that kind of thing. And these guys got this stuff down to a science. And it's all over YouTube now, right? It's even on, like, the female side, too, right? Wait, what is it? Like, hypnosis stuff? Or no, no, like no. It's, not, it's, not, it's just, it's, it's just uh, teaching, uh, like, on the man side, right? So these guru guys, they don't say, they say, look, I know you've been taught your whole life to the fairy tale and to chase women and do all this other stuff, but the truth is, the reason why you keep running into these girls and you're nice to them and you do everything for them. And yet they keep going off with these other dudes that resemble nothing of that is because it's all about the masculine and feminine, right? These guys represent their break. They broke it down scientifically, right? Uh, these guys represent masculine energy or what they're used to as children more. So the, these guys they're dating, regardless if they're screwed up, whatever, they represent more of the masculine energy that they're attracted to than you do and they would tell you they're like that's a hard pill to swallow for you isn't it you know and it really was a hard pill to swallow because i'm like man I, I did everything i thought was right you know so then they would send you out on homework assignments not to sleep with women don't get me wrong it was to show you that this was real right that you could do certain things that would attract women and you could do certain things that would turn them off so you had purposeful homework assignments go around first homework assignment talk to as many women as possible right just talk to them don't do nothing else just get used to talking to them so you got comfortable with that second homework assignment go around and use some of these attraction triggers right on women don't do anything just see that it works third homework assignment do the attraction triggers and then do the things that turn them off and see what happens now i thought wow this was empowering to these guys, right? This was empowering to them. But I was still curious about it because I was like, well, they're right. Like, I can control this. Like, I'm not trying to do it to sleep with women. I want to do this so I never have to feel that pain again. I can control it from here on out, you know? And uh, what so were I went some out. Of the things, what were some of the things they said that, that were turning women uh, well, some of the thing, the, the cool part about it is, and this is the good part, is it's what you, as a man, you naturally want to do anyways, but you're afraid to, right? You're afraid to say what you want. You're afraid of personal authority because you've been taught that you have to be super sweet all the time and just lay down about everything all the time in order for people to like you. And it's not just your parents, it's society, and it's this whole acceptance thing. And, you know, that's why they would say things like women get attracted subconsciously. How many times have you heard a woman wake up and say, I don't know what I saw in that guy. Right. And I'm thinking, Jesus, I've heard that a million times. You know, it's like, how many times have you uh, uh, been friends with a woman? Right. And then she comes and cries on your shoulder about this dude, you know, she shouldn't be with, but you really like her. Well, I've, I've seen that. Ha that's happened a million times to me. Right. Like, and it, it's all starting to make sense to me. Right. So I'm like, well, I've, hell with it i'm gonna go try this stuff so i go out and it's like what do i really want to say like what would i what am i really feeling and i mean like what you're really feeling like attractive wise like you need to let a woman know you're attracted to her 
don't don't start all this other stuff just hey i'm i'm attracted to you that kind of you can say it however you want but it's all about personal authority uh kind of being the bad boy kind of like guy and then uh being a letting them know that you're attracted and then they had other little tricks like touch and psychological tricks like anchoring you know if shake a woman's hand and don't let go of it hold it as long as possible then kind of touch her here then kind of touch her there and i'm thinking this is this is messed up i started thinking for a little while i was like this is messed up man you know because those are also sales techniques by the way yeah no that, it, that's what they said <laughs> they said that stuff in, in, in the, the training programs too like this is all sales and they said that stuff and it's like okay I mean, it totally works. Yeah. And, and the power, and he goes, don't you realize the power now that you don't have to be hurt, that you can attract any woman you want? There's literally no woman out of your league. And if you don't believe me, go test it. And I was like, I got to try that. You know, like what, what guy's not going to want to see if that's real, you know? Mm -hmm. But that's not what I wanted in my heart, you know? What I wanted in my heart, what I wanted in my soul was a partner, somebody to really like get me, you know, and mm -hmm. share something intimate with. And all most men want that because they talk to me about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they act like these, these big badasses out there. She's my French, but they're not. They're, they, they hurt. You know, I just got through talking to a guy who's devastated, who never shows emotions ever. And he's devastated. Like I thought I was about to, I needed to hug him, you know. He just had someone tell him that uh, that they've been talking to another guy from another country the whole time behind his back, and now she's moved. They're moving. She's moving him here to get married, and oh you know, he's not going to let him see his kid, and was doing that the whole time to him, you know. And now he hates women because of this. You see, because he's just, and this is not what this is not the truth. It's not all women. Because after, like, being on y'all's show, I start to realize, okay, women are, want the same thing, but they don't feel safe. Yeah. They don't feel safe, you know? It's like everyone's just acting from the trauma response. They're stuck in their trauma response of, like, who left them, what happened, and then how they're coping. Like, it was so beautiful and empathic of you to talk about your mother and, like, you said these things about her, like she left you, she was an addict, blah, blah, blah. And then she died when you were quite young. And yet you still have, I could feel, you still have this love and care and sort of forgiveness for her. And you, when you found out that she was raped, you realized, oh, well then that it kind of excuses the behavior almost. And I think it's like, we've all been so wounded that everybody's doing that to each other in this yeah, way. Right. And, and we're yep. trying to unwind all of this, right? And like, get underneath it. And I think sometimes, you know, when we are so empathic, like I, I've also had that deep um, empathy for narcissists and psychopaths because of my family upbringing. And so then I've allowed it almost and, and don't have the strong enough boundaries in relationships when someone is misbehaving because I'm almost already, um, you know, giving them the the trauma card like okay well they're like this because um this happened to them like one of my um exes was in the military and he watched a lot of his friends die and so i knew he had all this trauma from that at a young age and his father would beat him and 
was part of the, you know, secret service and da, da, da. And I always felt like, my God, he's been through so much. And then the second long relationship, he also had a father who beat him a lot. And they weren't abusive to me, like physically abusive or anything, but some of the ways in which they acted out or some of their issues, I always had this capacity to forgive them. But I also see that like, it's our job to find the boundaries. Otherwise we're, that's how we're enabling the repeating history for ourselves, right? Like you, you don't want to feel this pain again, but if that's your first imprint from your mother, but uh, yeah, but I did. Right? I, yeah. And I did. And I would get myself in situations where like, I would do the same thing. Well, I just need to fix this person and I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to just try harder and I'm going to give more and love more because that's what love's all about. I just need to be unconditionally loving and give myself to the point of suffering so they'll see that I'm worth it, right? And it's, it's not what to me is like as I got in more and more into spirituality, this whole divine masculine and feminine thing needs to be understood inside ourselves first. You can't deny the feminine nature inside you as a man and expect to connect with the feminine, uh, feminine energy. If you, but you also have to ha have it balanced inside you. You also have to know your role as a man too, you see. And that's what I'm seeing like that needs to be balanced. And I, that was like one of the last challenges too, because I got caught up in some really weird stuff in the end where my masculinity was challenged, you know. And I, just, I saw how crazy that could get first and foremost, you know these these sexual things that it's like well you know like i'm an aries so i was why not why not give into the masculine side of me and see what that's about right but the more i did the more like the more unbalanced things got the more suffering i'd see it caused and the more crazy like parasitic stuff that would happen and i don't know if, <clears throat> i don't know how to explain it other than like you know, like when a drug addict is trying to get, because I've had addiction in my life too, because it runs in my family. When a drug addict is trying to feel that feeling again that they want, you know, uh, that they got the first time, that actually gave them, they thought that felt good or love or something like that. And, it, you know, it's, uh, I got into the situation where my masculinity was like, well, you're not masculine enough. You're not dominant enough. And I was like, well, that's a challenge to a man, right? You start challenging that and then they're going to say, prove, you know, prove you wrong. And so I thought, okay, well, I'll show this person again, here's this program running in my head, right? Like I need to prove myself in order for this person to love me. And it doesn't matter if she wants me to hit her with a belt or like pee on her or something like that. That stuff is disgusting, right? But you, to see the, to see what, the, the links people will go for love and acceptance and to feel better is what really took me back, you know? And I was like, okay, something's wrong. Something's off here, you know? And I was going through a lot of this when I was producing y'all show, like towards the end of it and everything. Like, I'm like, something's, something's not right here. Like, I mean, it's all kind of fun at first and then it just gets worse and, and it kind of like goes in a weird direction. You know, there's no balance. Wait, what is kind of fun at first? Your relationship or the show? Yeah, well, that and like, you know, uh, the sexual play of, uh, of submission and things like that. That's a, there's a natural energy there to male and female too, dominant, submissive type stuff. And that's where they get you. They hook you in with that, right? Because there's so a you love. you had someone hook you in 
to yeah, that. I had, yeah, I had someone hook me into that. And then, like, the more – but I was trying to fix it the whole time. I was trying to provide – because I'm a sensual guy, right? And instead of accepting who I was, I just gave into the um, – the masculine energy of myself right Mm -hmm. which that's there too but there was no balance right and anyways and there was really no love to begin with well i think there's a there's this like epidemic going on where um the polarities within us have switched and it's been an issue for me looking for relationships because i feel that the men have become so feminine and the women have become so masculine because we can't trust people. Like I had to develop all of my business skills so young, which is a very masculine trait. You know, I've been running my own business since I'm 20, um, 21. And for a man that's super um, challenging. And so I would find that the only men that could really um, not feel uh, nervous around me were these alpha male sort of asshole types because they had the confidence and they didn't really care um, that I knew what I was talking about, that I have clear direction, clear vision. You know, that's a very masculine trait. Well, I developed it because I didn't have um, a man but, in my life to provide that for me, which would be, then I would have been developed. And then I see these guys that are around my age that um, they're just so emotional. They're they've gone in this whole like creative, emotional, feminine way because they've also been beaten by the men. The, the men have hurt them, kind of stripped them of their masculinity and they're sort of this raw, uh, you know, emotional mess. So they're like following the arts or getting into spiritual practices. And I just wasn't finding a polarity match, you know? Right, and I yeah. think we need that polarity match to That's have right. like a strong, um, relationship with someone and so when it gets all doled out or you've kind of swung to the other side um then we have problems you, you see it all the time with all these women who are yeah you know, right, yeah yeah because I, I didn't women. i'm the same way and and the fact that like i had to develop i had to develop feminine characteristics which are which really is, good at which which is like i was grown i was telling you i was like grown raised by hard people right like so i don't have a problem with masculinity at all but i had to develop the feminine side which was really down there all the whole time it was down there the whole time right i just thought so, i thought something was wrong with me right but i had to develop and let that out a little bit to connect with people right so like when people didn't open up to me when people don't open up to me i started noticing like i don't feel comfortable because they're not opening up to me why is that? Why does it, why do I care? <clears throat> so you go through, I think we go through this, like this masculine feminine kind of, uh, at least in spirituality we do, we go, if you start to like get into spirituality, you go through this masculine feminine kind of roller coaster as you go through these relationships until you balance, you start to balance it out and you see who you really are. Right. And you're like, okay, I see, I see myself now. I'm plenty man. I'm just a man enough for me or anybody else. And this other side of me, I need to protect, but I also don't need to hold it back all the time either. Like for the right person, I'll totally let it out. And I'll totally give that person that kind of love and I'll give them safety and I'll give them the, all the man stuff they want. And it's, 
now I'm in this situation to where it's like, they don't believe you're real. You see what I mean? Because mm -hmm. they're not used to that. They don't believe that no, you can I be, yeah. you know what I mean? They don't believe that you can be a, a man and do all those manly things and still have that intimate connection too. All right. They don't, then the sensuality, this can't be real. This is They gotta be playing me or something like that, you know? So now it's like, you gotta, but I've also kind of met my match on that too. It's really weird how it happens, you know? So. Yeah. I yeah. think, I think we, um, you know, at each stage of our growth and those of us who are on such a strong spiritual path, like the three of us and those probably listening to the podcast, um, tend to like move through these kind of lessons faster. Some people are in a slower pace. Um, but I think we attract vibrational matches and then we attract also what we're needing to work through and work out till we find that balance. And I think right now we are um, kind of collectively finding a new balance, like a new way to balance yeah. ourselves, which is more self-reliance. And we're, we're moving out of these outdated models where, you know, the man's supposed to provide and the female's supposed to be at home and raise kids to then, you know, it swapped where there was all these men staying home and raising the kids and there's the power woman and now I think we're, we're looking for equality. We're looking for whole people, people that don't um, need necessarily someone else to like complete them, that they're complete within themselves, that they've balanced out. They can kind of take care of themselves. I know for myself, I've always looked for that. I know with my partner, it, it was really important to him. He doesn't want to be the man. He doesn't want a woman that, um, needs him to like pay all the bills and provide for right, everything, yeah. right? Because it doesn't make you feel good. As a man, it makes you feel like, is that all I'm good for? Especially exactly. if you're tapped into your sensuality and like love and stuff. And they're like, oh, did you pay the bills? And it's like, yeah, I paid the bills. So like, where's the hug and kiss at? You know what I mean? Like, they, is that all? They don't, men don't, some men don't want to feel that way. I get that. Sure. I think they've been used. A lot of yep. men have been used for that. And I, I could feel that from him when I met him because we were having some discussion about like who should pay for a date. This is before we were dating. We were just friends. And he was like, no, it should be equal. And I said, well, that's not a date for me. Like I want to go out with the man who's going to pay for me um, because I've yeah. been with men who don't have the means and who are like, fumbling around and can't really take care of themselves and they latch on to women who have their shit together yeah, and, right. and sort of like drain them of their resources. So I was, I was like, well, no, if, if you're not taking me out, so it's funny. And he's an accountant. So I was like, Oh, so he well, knows that's money. <laughs> that's important. That, that's important. What you just said right there, because this is something that I'm learning too. And I think that the divine masculine needs to come back in and balance things, but not in a way of like, paying for stuff all the time but more in a way of like hey if you have a passion or a pursuit or a goal you do not stop going for that goal i don't care what woman comes into your life you don't stop doing that number one if a woman comes into your life in this new age and helps you because women are nurturers they always and this is something else i learned too they always help someone they really like they'll help a man that they really like they'll try to guide them a little bit but you cannot like stay in that energy like you can't because you'll get dependent and codependent and things like that of that nature it's different when you have two independent people or two people that are growing together 
to become who they are and then do that. You know, I think it's okay to do it that way. But if you're in a situation, which I've seen too, where women help guys and the guys do nothing back for them or they don't actually appreciate it and then return the favor, you know, and then it's like, that's, everything is about balance. This whole, it's like a battery, the chemicals in a battery. It's at full energy when those chemicals are balanced. And I think love is that way too. And Mm -hmm. if you really love somebody, that you need to be paying attention, especially as a divine masculine. Hey, are we in balance right now? Is she okay? Uh, is she still attracted to me? Because as a man with that initiative force, like if I shouldn't make her feel unattracted to me, like if she feels it's crazy, like women, women hate that. Like we've never been intimate. We hadn't had sex in months and it destroys them. Right. And the guys, instead of actually taking the hint, and going, hey, I need to learn these attraction triggers, which thank God I learned them. I can spark this romance again because I have that masculine energy in me. We shouldn't leave it up to the women to do that. And there are women that do that. They'll try everything everything under the sun to try to bring that romance back. And it destroys them on the inside because the dudes, they're not compensating for it. They don't see it, you know? And it's like, that's what destroyed me. I was like, I can do that. Pick me, you know, like, why aren't you picking me? And it always made me feel like something was wrong with me. You know, I can do those things. But I think our spirit has a different plan for us sometimes than what we actually really want, you know, sometimes. Well, and, and whatever we, we have, we tend to attract the, the opposite. So, um, yeah, that's a huge issue. You know, like somebody, somebody who is, affectionate and romantic and you know may not choose another person who's affectionate and romantic they it's might weird be. in there yeah and that goes into all of the other you know avoidant um you know like avoidant personality with a with an anxious personality together and it, and it gets then then you're getting into all the personalities and and how they combine and but yeah i was thinking about what you were talking about at the beginning and just how you were raised and how much all of it too is also, it's so ancestral. I mean, we're, we're all taking on what, when we are born, um, no matter how evolved our souls are, we're still coming into the legacy of the physical beings that we came from on the planet. And, and we tend to, as kids, you know, we tend to polarize our parents. We tend to demonize one parent and make an angel out of the other parent. And yeah, right. the big problems, yeah, because then the opposite is almost happening at the same time. Like you may have seen your dad, you may have identified with your dad because he was, seemed like the stronger one and she seemed like the bad one because he was saying she was bad. Yeah, but and, I, grew, I grew up, like I started saying really what was happening. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, something in you probably knows that what he's doing might have caused her to do what she's she did, and then so I feel like within all of us, there's like these these you know two things are always existing at the same time. Like we identify with the one parent, but at the same time, there's this like wait, can I really trust that? Or wait, Mm -hmm. is that bad too? And then like the other parent who we see is like, oh, that one was pathetic, or that one was a victim or that one had all these problems. And then, yeah, it's, it's interesting, but I'm realizing it's um, the top of the hour and we kind of have to 
<laughs> yeah, I wanted to say one last thing because it's um, it's interesting, Joe, too, because you've sort of uh, along those lines of the lineage passing along. I mean, you also have a child that you've pretty much primarily raised as well, like your father. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we switched roles. Like when I after, I mean, when he got from a certain age and like twelve and up into manhood, life kind of threw. Him, put him on my in my plate you know and he's a good kid actually he's uh he's a really good kid i just learned sometimes it's best is to leave our children alone we screw them up the more we try to mess with them you know mm-hmm. a lot of times they figure stuff out on their own you know but but yeah i just wanted to say to all the men out there like don't be afraid to say what you want do what you want and don't stop your passion for nobody but there's also this thing that's challenging the masculine right now that intuitive that intuition that's talking to you all the time you need to listen to that forget society forget the media right now they got covid they want everybody detached they're taking babies away from mothers during their most important times during covid when a baby has that connection so like men right now need to step up and be not what men used to be but something better you know something more supportive something more safe we need to bring we need to take a bigger role in all this right now mm-hmm. you know well thank you joe for for coming on the show and i hope you'll um stay with us and come yeah back. okay thank you guys for listening um please let us know what you think about the show by telling us in the comments and please stay tuned for the next episode Thanks for hanging out with us. If you'd like to contact us and stay in touch with us, you can find us at lovesexagenda.com. That's lovesexagenda.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, Love Sex and the Hidden Agenda. Yeah.